Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics fall to the Cavaliers, 132-123. This is another frustrating game because uh, this was well within the grasps uh, of the Celtics today. They could not pull it off. Uh, so we're here sitting at 3-2 and two instead of 4-1. and one. Uh, so gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and kind of dive in here. Uh, I know my rule has been anytime the Celtics or anytime Jason Tatum, Jalen Browns go 30 and 30, I will give them split player of the game. Not doing it today. Breaking my rule. Uh, and here's why, uh, Jason Tatum absolutely lit up this game had 30 points at the end of the third quarter he ended the game again mind you we went into overtime so the entire fourth quarter five minutes of overtime jason tatum added two points he ended the game with 32 points including zero in the fourth quarter so the two points that he did have ended up in overtime absolutely nothing in that fourth quarter so I'm giving the player of the game to Jalen Brown. Uh, it wasn't a, wasn't a great start for Jalen Brown, but again, the end of the game matters more than the beginning does. Uh, I know that's counterproductive uh, saying because all of the minutes count, but the end of the game is what matters the most. And Jason Tatum disappeared. I thought, there were a lot of great performances. Jason Tatum obviously did have one of them. Uh, he just did not show up late when it mattered. Uh, Jalen Brown, though, today had a he really struggled at the beginning. Three points in the first quarter, but ended up coming out. Second quarter had 11, had another four in the third, finished off seven in the fourth quarter, and then he had another. The math is right. Yeah, seven points in overtime. So you want to talk about a guy showing up 14 points in the fourth quarter and overtime for Jalen Brown. Uh, that's the guy that pulled through today. Obviously, it wasn't enough. Uh, but Jalen Brown came through, had a couple of massive, massive plays today, uh, and including a, a huge transition bucket to go up 114-113 with 28 seconds left. Uh, obviously the Celtics did not do much with that. They ended up going in overtime anyway. Uh, but he had that massive steal, uh, passed it to smart, got the transition dunk, lit the garden on fire. Everybody was freaking out. Uh, and it wasn't enough, but Jalen Brown, you look at the amount of like huge plays that he had today. He was right up there. Obviously, a little overshadowed by you know Donovan Mitchell, Karis LeVert. We'll talk about them in the second half of the podcast. Uh, but really solid game from Jalen Brown tonight. Jason Tatum, while again, he did nothing in the fourth quarter in overtime. Only two points in those combined 17 minutes. Uh, he did have a really solid game. I tweeted this during the game. This is a 
he is a guy that will consistently go out and score without you even realizing. At halftime, he had 24 points. I don't remember seeing anywhere near 24 points scored from Jason Tatum during this during that first half. But you blink, and Jason Tatum has 20 points. I said it a bunch last year. It's continued this year. Uh, the guy's continuing to tear up the league, and he's doing it a lot by being aggressive. You know, this is another game where he's not necessarily going out shooting a million threes. He was three of seven from three, solid. Uh, 11 of 19 overall, but seven of eight from the free throw line. So he's continuing to be aggressive, get to the rim, and hit his free throws. You know, you want to you wanna knock Jalen Brown on one thing in today's game? Because overall, I think he played a, a solid game. You know, he was eight of 12 from the free throw line. Oof, you know what? I just realized that he had seven turnovers. Maybe I'm going back to split player of the games. I don't know, because that's a brutal number. Uh, but honestly, overall, you look at this. The offense has continued to play fairly well, right? We had a couple of outliers. I'll talk about those outliers in the, the second half of this podcast. I'm sure a bunch of you already know exactly who I'm referring to or what I'm going to talk about. Uh, but offensively, this team is looking solid. Like we had 28 assists tonight. Good number, right? Anytime you get over 25, pretty solid night for the Celtics. 28 assists tonight, pretty solid. 19 turnovers, not solid, right? So that'll be part of the negatives that I'll talk about a little bit more in depth here. But you want to talk about guys that stepped up. I thought Al Horford played a great game. This was, a, you know, obviously we had three days off. Didn't play, had had some time. Al Horford got some rest. He played 41 minutes tonight. Obviously, Grant Williams suspended for a game for, you know, pushing a ref, whatever. Uh, I think it was a justified call. I think it was a I talked about it in the last podcast. Like I thought it was a, a terrible actual foul call, but the suspension's warranted. It is what it is. It sucks to say, but like it is what it is. So Al Horford kind of forced to play a lot of minutes, played 41 minutes tonight, 12 points, four assists, five of seven from the field, two of four from three overall solid game defensively kind of got hurt a bunch. Uh, but that's kind of the, the way of the game. That was kind of the, everything. Every person kind of got torched defensively tonight. So I'm not really going to say much about it uh, yet. Again, talk about that in the second half here. Uh, but outside of that, we had some guys kind of step up. I thought Malcolm Brogdon played a pretty solid game for the most part. Uh, wasn't a, a light up the scoreboard type night for Malcolm Brogdon. Nine points, two rebounds, five assists. I thought when he stepped onto the court originally, because uh, the Celtics really fell fell behind. They were down 14-4 early. And Brogdon got in immediately, changed the energy. Uh, he had four quick points, a steal, a transition assist to Hauser, all in like the first two minutes that he was in. So he looked really solid to begin with. Didn't really carry on throughout. Uh, outside of that, you've got Luke Cornett, uh, who I thought was, you know, overall pretty solid. You know, he ended the night four points, th five rebounds, three assists, uh, including two of the most absurd 
contests. Uh, it wasn't really a, a contested shot by any means. The guy was taking a three twice and Luke Cornett was basically on the block and he's jumping, trying to block his shot, uh, which honestly, it really just gave Jared Allen offensive rebounding uh, position. It didn't end up amounting to anything, but yeah, people were talking about it all over Twitter. Scal pointed it out in the broadcast. I think it's a bad play. I don't like it. It's not really a contested shot. Nobody's thinking that they're going to get blocked 10 feet away from Cornette. Don't do it. But it is what, other than that, I thought Cornette had a solid game. Got 26 minutes tonight. Uh, and honestly, I was a little shocked. We went like you go back to the first three games of the season, four games of the season. Who was playing the bulk of the bench big minutes? Noah Vonley, right? He was the first big off the bench pretty much every night, you know, outside of maybe Grant in some certain, some circumstances. Uh, but Noah Vonley tonight, seven minutes. So I don't want to jump to conclusions, uh, but I think it's fairly safe to say that he lost a little bit of trust in Joe Missoula, uh, which I don't know if that's a, a good thing or a bad thing. Cause we saw a lot of Blake minutes, uh, who we'll talk about in the next section as well in the negatives. Uh, but I would, like we don't really have a lot of options in that big realm, right? You've got Al Horford, who played, again, 41 minutes. You've got Luke Cornett that played 26. Griffin and Vonley combined for 19 minutes. There aren't a lot of minutes being played by bigs in this game. Like We went small, and it showed. And we'll talk about that in the second half, because again, it didn't work. It did not work. Uh, outside of, you know, the negatives, again, I'm trying to stick on some of the positives here. That second quarter for the Celtics was fantastic. Best the offenses looked, uh, outscored the Cavs 41-29 in that second quarter. The offense was buzzing. Jalen Brown stepped on the gas. Jason Tatum stepped on the gas. You saw Marcus Smart, while it wasn't you know hitting shots because he was 3 of 15, which we'll talk about, uh, there's a trend here, guys. There's a lot of which we'll talk about in the second halves. I don't like saying that, but this is the game that we're playing in right now. Um, but the second quarter I thought was fantastic. Defensively looked better. Right, We held them to 29 points, which after the first quarter, let up 33. In the third quarter, 33. Fourth quarter, we clamped them on defense. Uh, but honestly, the fourth quarter was just kind of a shit show overall. You know, We got outscored 19 to 15. We scored 15 points in the fourth quarter, which we'll talk about in the next half. Uh, honestly, let's just dive into the next half because I don't really know that there are a ton of positives to talk about outside of the stuff that we already touched on. Uh, so before we dive into some of the, the negatives of today, uh, let's have a, a quick word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, 
One thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Whether it's betting on the Celtics versus Warriors, that NBA Finals rematch, DraftKings is your place to go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's dive into some of the negatives here. I've already talked about some. I'll dive into a little bit more here. Uh, But it's hard to talk about this game and the negatives that happened without talking about turnovers. This team has continued to turn the ball over at an alarming rate, uh, and it didn't stop tonight. 19 turnovers, 24 points off of those turnovers for the Celtics, 24. It is a ridiculous number. And honestly, you got to give some credit to the Cavs because this is a team – Donovan Mitchell, huge addition, obviously. But this is a team that is very much getting out to the races every time they have a chance. So when the Celtics turned the ball over, they were sprinting down that floor. This is an athletic team. I tweeted it before the game. Uh, This is a very, very athletic team that is going to get after you. They're a fast, young, athletic team. And I was excited for this game. I love Donovan Mitchell. Jared Allen is a great big that I really wanted to get for a long time. Didn't work out. I wanted him when he was back on the Nets uh, and playing at a very high level. But it didn't work, right? Obviously. Uh, At this point, though, you got to limit the turnovers. And I talked about Jalen Brown having seven, but the rest of the team – wasn't far behind. Like this is a this is a game where everybody turned the ball over. Uh and you'll look at, you know, I'd say Marcus Smart is really the other big guy, right? He had two turnovers tonight. Jason Tatum four. Uh Al Horford one. Derek White two. Griffin two. 
Hauser won, Brogdon won. Like everyone pretty much had a turnover tonight that played. And you look at your top two guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, combined for 10. I'm sorry, Jalen Brown had six. I feel like I just said seven. But yeah, 10 combined turnovers for your two, you know, all-stars, quote unquote. Obviously not all-stars yet, weren't all-stars last year. Jason Tatum was. Uh, But that's not, it's not good right? You can't do that. You can't continue to turn the ball over at that high of a rate and then let an athletic young team like the Cavs run over you and transition. Cause that's exactly what happened the majority of the night. And, you know, you look at the, really the next big thing, it's rebounds. You know, I will give the Celtics credit because through, I would say three quarters, I don't know if this stat is hundred percent accurate, through three quarters, I know the Celtics were like neck and neck as far as rebounding goes. Uh, we got out rebounded 42-34. At the end of the day, not the worst number in the world. But again, at the end of the third quarter, that was a lot closer. So the fourth quarter and overtime, it hurt us. Nine offensive rebounds for the Cavs. And I'm going to give a lot of credit to you know the double big lineup for the Celtics here because if you watch the majority of this game when the Celtics ran small with either Derek White or Malcolm Brogdon in the lineup they got torched even the minutes where Blake Griffin was in there uh the Celtics didn't weren't terrible right they weren't bad Blake Griffin was a minus one tonight. You look at Sam Hauser plus 23, which I guess it's not a, not a big, but he mostly played in double big lineups. Luke Cornett was a plus seven, uh, which led the team, right? When you play double big, it worked. Everybody in the starting lineup was negative. Mark Derek White was a minus one. Uh, but Jason Tatum was a minus 10. That was the next best on the starting lineup. Al Horford, minus 20. Marcus Smart, minus 26. Jalen Brown, minus 21. So it's very clear that when we ran double big, whether it be with Al or Blake Griffin or Luke Cornett, the Celtics team was better, right? I don't want to go out and say that they need to switch back there like that might change if we had a, you know, Grant Williams who wasn't suspended. But right now, the Celtics can't afford to be going small against these teams. And I feel like this is asinine for me saying this because if you go back a year and a half ago, even at the beginning of last season, right, when we were running double bigs, everyone thought it was the worst lineup in the world. But all of a sudden it clicked and then it started working and then we looked really good. Right. And now I don't think that we should ever go back. Like even with Rob Williams, not there, I still think the Celtics should be running a double big lineup because we are getting torched on the rebounding side. And you, you know, you got to give Jason Tatum a little bit of credit here. Like, obviously he's picking up the slack. Jalen Brown tonight had eight rebounds as well. Like those guys are picking up some of that rebounding slack, but when you're having them try to rebound over, you know, a Jared Allen or a Mobley, 
right, who have three inches on them, it just makes things harder, right? They shouldn't need to be rebounding over these guys. They should be paired with someone similar size, and they're not. And that's hurting this team. So when they run double big lineup, it looks better, right? So I'm hoping we talked a lot about Luke Cornett in the preseason, how, you know, and obviously he didn't really play in the preseason because he was hurt. Uh, But we were talking about, you know, he was taking, he was that guy taking reps with the first team. It wasn't Derek White. It was Luke Cornett, right? Luke Cornett was out there with the starting five. And obviously his injury kind of derailed things. We didn't see him in a lot of starting lineups, Uh, but I'm curious to see if Joe Missoula kind of adapts. Now that that has changed, you know, the Celtics play the Wizards, who not really a huge team, so they might end up going smaller and staying with Derek White. But I really wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, Joe Missoula kind of shift into that double big lineup again. It might make things a little dicey trying to figure out lineups because now you're bringing White and Brogdon off the bench at that point. But at this point, we got to wait and see, right? Uh, now, it's really hard to talk about some of the negatives in this game. We're 20 minutes into this podcast. It's really hard to talk about some of the negatives without mentioning the fact that Karis LeVert and Donovan Mitchell scored 41 points each, not combined, each, 41 each. Karis LeVert, 12 of 21, right, over 50%. Donovan Mitchell, 15 of 26, over 50%. Karis LeVert, 6 of 8 from 3, well over 50%. Donovan Mitchell, 5 of 9 from 3, well over 50%. 11 of 12 from the free throw line for Karis, 6 of 6 from the free throw line for Donovan Mitchell. Those guys absolutely torched us. It is unacceptable. And honestly, like, I haven't really talked about Marcus Smart outside of the fact that he shot three of 15, which is abysmal, two of nine from three. I thought Marcus Smart had a pretty solid defensive game. A couple of huge steals. Uh, He looked overall pretty solid. But the fact that both of those guys are combining to put up those numbers is ridiculous. Donovan Mitchell is a great basketball player. I'm not going to argue that. he is a guy that very well could go off and score 41 against anybody. Karis LeVert only does that against the Celtics, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's honestly, it's just more frustrating for me as a Celtics fan. Uh, But those numbers should not happen. Outside of that, I thought the Celtics did a pretty good job, right? Evan Mobley had a good game. Jared Allen, solid game. Wade, nothing. Their bench, really nothing. You know, you look at the Celtics bench compared to the Cavs bench. The Cavs bench scored nine for Love, four for Osman, two for Okoro. So that's 15 points overall. We had nine from Brogdon, seven from Griffin. That's 16 right there. Then we had five from Hauser, four Cornet, two for Vonley. We outscored them bench points. But when you have two guys scoring 41 apiece, you're, it, it's hard to win that game, right? Even if you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both scoring 32, 
that's an additional 18 points from Lavert and Mitchell over what our duo did. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, best duo in the league. I'm not arguing that. I'm definitely not arguing that for Karis Lavert and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Karis Lavert, I'm pretty sure. Let me pull up his stats here. I want to say he's averaging like 10, 11 points a game. Yeah, he's averaging 11 and a half points per game this season. For whatever reason, he crushes the Celtics. You know, he's another guy. I talked about in the, I don't know, two podcasts ago. Like Ish Smith is another one of those guys that just torches us. Karis LeVert's right up there with him, right? For whatever reason. So this is a this is a frustrating loss. The Celtics fall again in overtime. Uh, and it, you don't like to see it because this is a this is a game where you know we had a lead and we had a lead late in the fourth. They couldn't capitalize. So as a Celtics fan, like we very easily could be undefeated, but in the same breath, like we could also be two and three. Like we also had a a win that very easily could have been a loss. So all of these games have been pretty close. And if you look at the standings, like the Celtics aren't really doing too hot on the defensive rating. The points against is killing us. Uh, And coming off of a season where we were the best team by far in the NBA in defensive rating, it's frustrating to watch. It's really frustrating. Need to get back to it. Joe Mazzulla talked about it pregame, that defense was their big focus in practice. We didn't really see any of it. So that's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. The logo is right in the bottom right of the screen there. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Our uh, YouTube page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Or Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Same name as the podcast. Follow that channel. Like, subscribe. Uh, More importantly, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Everything helps every rate every review pushes me up gets me out to more people uh have a great night celtics fans we will talk soon yeah you couldn't help it i know you felt it green and white white and green who are we the celtics who are we the celtics